the background story that we didn't take the time to get into. There was so much else going on. The backstory of these guys and these girls fascinated me. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. Hey, Kim Coates. Hey, Theo, Theo Rossi, what are we doing now? What are we doing here now, Theo? Guess what? What? Our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates, yeah. is on Patreon, and it's yeah. live. <laughs> Isn't it so much fun, Rossi? I mean, all kidding aside, it is fun to do. So uh, our new show is live. You're listening to Reaper Reviews, but our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates is on Patreon. So why don't you go over there and check it out? Oh, and if you're here, what should they do, Kim? They should subscribe. They should give a review. They should join because we're all in this together. I mean, we have been since last May and now it's this May almost. We're all in it together, peeps. Subscribe, review, get it out there. We love you. Let's go. Let's go. And, uh, yeah. Hey, hey, there it is. That little red. Hey, listen. Wow. I mean, you're not an Easter egg or anything, but look at you today. Woo. Wow. Woo. wow. Look at the color. Woo. God, I love that shirt. Where'd you get that one from, son? This is from my buddies over at Roots of Fight. It's a Muay Thai shirt. Um, but the color really. Uh, Popping you. It's popping. It's popping and locking, <laughs> this color. It's popping and locking. Oh, good. You can still move your shoulders around. Roll on, roll on those shoulders around. Good for you, buddy. What are you wearing there that you're hiding with your giant it's, microphone? It's Look at It's my Sam uh, hoodie, but it's freezing here in La La Land. Ah. So, you know, like 50 degrees time. I can't, I can't cope with that weather anymore. I left Saskatchewan before you were born a long time ago. Come on. Can you imagine that? But like right now, you as a tried and true poster child for Canada saying that that's cold. Like, like no. they, I always get that as someone from New York when I'm like, it's freezing. They're like, it's 60. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pathetic. And I own it. I own it on my forehead. It's pathetic. I've turned into such a baby over these last couple of decades. My yeah. blood's changed, Theo. Can't. It does change. It does. And you know, when I knew it back, you know, to reference this show we're about to get into because we're on season four. We are. We would, we would all ride our bikes. Oh, my God. This is when I really knew L.A. was cold. I don't think I was aware of how cold L.A. was because we started this show after I had lived there for like eight years, seven, eight yeah. years. Yeah. But when we would get, especially me, those 4.30 a.m. calls and you jump on your motorcycle and you'd go out. Freezing. Holy Christmas. We would we would be I well you were you were always there first with your head tattoos. Yeah. And I'd come busting in and go, God, it's nice and warm in here. And then about 20 minutes later, Charlie would come busting in with his little knapsack, yeah. getting off his bike, and he would just try and hug people because he was freezing. Freezing. Couldn't and then talk. and then and then when you left, if you left like midday, you're boiling hot from all the clothes you wore <laughs> the desert we live in the desert here it's cold at night it's hot in the day it's just that's the way it is remember how we would hug our motorcycles oh. we do those takes late at night or early in the morning yeah. and it would be an action and we'd zip along zip along cameras everywhere and all the crew would be in big hoodies and shit and we'd be in our little cuts with our t-shirts and shit and they go and cut and we'd get off our bikes and we'd hug 
our yeah. engines, our diet. Yeah. And I would, and I always remember for me, because uh, we would all hang out at Dayton's on the weekends. Dayton. Yeah. We would all hang out there on the weekends and I'd be driving back on like that 210 or whatever it was. And it was so cold, but yeah. you know, it's just funny. I mean, I'm, I'm one of these people that in general is always cold. I know there's different types of people. Like, you know, Mona wears like shorts in the snow. I'm like, <laughs> you know, he's a Harry and the Hendersons. You know, I, uh, he's got uh, like, you need, to be, you need to be bundled. Yeah, I'm bundled at all times. But yeah, that's interesting. But that Sam hoodie looks good on you. I got my, I don't even know what Thank color you. it is. I don't even know what color this is. Could be oh pink. Oh my God. That's like pink, pink, uh, dark pink. I rosy. Like. It's rosy. It's beautiful. Beautiful. So a lot going down. Um, we are, we're in season four, which we're going to get into here on Reaper oh, Reviews. Oh boy, are we ever, man. You know, if you're listening to the show, I know, I know that it's still not absolutely clear to some people. So I want to, let me just, I just want to be super clear. Okay. If you're listening and really yeah, help listen. us all out, Theo. Okay. This show is Reaper Reviews, where right. we review Sons of Anarchy a show that Kim and I used to star on that right. we have never seen that we have seen a few of them. And we're going to, I have never seen this episode we're about to talk about. And that's what we do here on Reaper Reviews. This is available everywhere, everywhere your ears and eyes can see YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else. Cast are all these different places, wherever. I don't even know. Castbox. All the know podcast places yeah. where all of it. Yeah. Sure. Wherever. iHeart, wherever. And then we launched our new show last week we sure called did. Theory, Theory Pod with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates, or Kim Coates and Theo Rossi, however you want to say it, whatever makes your heart feel warm inside in these cold days in LA. So uh, that's our new show, and that is exclusively on Patreon. If you go to our Patreon page and you search Theory Pod, that's where our new show is. We have a tons of people on there. We're getting close to the thousands and we are having a blast. And that's its own little community with a different show. And in that show, we just talk about everything else besides Sons of Anarchy, besides Juice and Take and all that stuff. So and we have lots to say. We have, we lots, have to say. lots to share. It's so yeah. fun on that thing. We have lots to say, and it does feel different because, again, it's a little more like it's just community stuff and like, you know, meaning like the people who are in the community that we're in that, you know, so it's not like a, we're not kind of bound by the, the the sun stuff, which is amazing, which is what we're doing here. But it's everything else. It's all our other projects. It's our life. It's 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 just everything else. So. That show, Theory Pod, is on Patreon. So I hope that cleared everything up. And then another thing is for those people, and I just want to say this quick, we have we do Reaper Review merch, which everybody here is aware of. We've done a few drops of our Reaper Review merch. Kim, the the, the lovely Kim, Kim Coates, Coates is wearing that right now. Got there it is. Sam hoodie on right now. Yeah, there it is. If you're listening, let your ears tingle and imagine what it imagine what it looks like. Use all your senses. Yep. And then, and then on Patreon, we're also doing exclusive uh, merch, but that's at the Reaper Review tier on that. I'm sorry, the Reaper Crew tier, and uh, they have their own merch. And then everyone else in the other tiers, they get early access to the merch, like Kim is wearing. So. All that being said, I hope it helped. I hope it was clear. 
It's still not really clear to me. No, it's clear to me. It's all clear to me. Uh, I think because what is what is really interesting about the three levels that we have, Theo, um, prospect, nomad, mm. and reaper crew. Mm. All each level is a different price. It's a different thing. You all get things with it. Yeah. Uh, but this, the thing that was a bit confusing to people was this early merch drop, right? Yeah. If you're a Reaper Crew member, you get exclusive stuff to just that level. That's just, just for you. Yeah. No one else can get it. No one else can get it. I don't that. even have it. Right. But yeah. if you're a nomad and a prospect, you do get when we do the, the regular, uh, uh, merch, merch drops like you're wearing, like I'm wearing, you do get that early. So you'll always have access to an early drop on the Reaper review merch. That's, that's the difference. So hopefully I cleared that up. And for all the people sitting and, and listening, going, when the fuck are they going to get to the show? Well, listen, we'll get there. Take it easy. We're just talking. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And it's called season. It's season four, episode two, and it's called booster. Why? Uh, I don't know. Booster the rooster. I don't know. No, uh, I'm serious. I, I, I've been pretty good on trying to figure out some of these Irish Gaelic terms. Huh. Booster. I mean, I, I, uh, I have no well, idea. I mean, we'll talk about it as we go through. Maybe a light bulb will go off um, yeah, while maybe. we're in there. But I got to tell you, before we get into all this with season four, I mean, I just want to say again, the show looks amazing. And what's it really does, like it looks so crisp and cool and different. The other thing that is really high tech, high tech beauty. Now we have high some tech. Real- yeah. High tech. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really appreciate that we all did, I want to give credit where credit is due is that because this, we, we were pretty aware this was going to be the only break in the show for our characters. And what I mean is charming world, charming time, not, not real world time. We had 14 months off as the characters where we were in prison. Correct. And the lengths everyone went to really do something different. And what I mean by that is that the characters we're seeing now, besides Jax's hair growing, which we know is a touchy subject for most, besides Jax's hair growing, this is the version who you kind of ultimately know these characters as, right? Like Chibs is a little more stylish. Bobby's got the bigger beard and the hair and the way he dressed. And Opie is really Opie. This is the Opie we all know. You know, um, Jax grows the hair. Your facial hair is just a whole nother thing that we need to talk about as well. Oh, it was just a brutal, brutal choice, but I wanted to be something weird happened in prison with my new tattoo. I wanted to shave some of that hair off, but who... Who came up with that idea, Kim? I know, you look like a porn producer and like yeah, good porn. Th- that's a good point. Yeah, like bad mm. porn, like a bad porn producer. Yeah, Jelly Bean. The Jelly Bean producer. Porn producer. Horsey Jelly Bean. Happy. Yeah. Come on, edition. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a very odd look for you, but there's a lot going on with Tig. Um, so, yeah, the show, I, I just think, and again, and it starts right away. Uh, so to get right into it, it starts right away where we get in with Gemma and Clay. Clay's arms, he's okay. massive. Like, the first thing I wrote down was he is tattooed out. He is. I don't know, because he's so pumped and he was so strong and he did all his weights all the time. Pearl did. I don't know if those tattoos had to be enlarged. They had to get bigger because his arms just were twice yeah. the size every year. But season four. Clay took some serious work in the prison 
uh, in Stockton, and he was working out all the time. Massive tattoos, showing off those arms on the table. Like yeah, neat. and big credit to Tracy and the crew because those tattoos are fucking flawless on yeah. his arms. Anderson. Like I'm always, as someone flawless. who's... As someone who's fully covered in tattoos on that show and had to put on some of my own, I'm looking for like the little bubbles. I'm looking for the little nope. marks where they were broken. Not see him. No, his are fucking great. Flawless. Yeah. So they're having this talk. Of course, he had to go with the black tank top. Ronnie was pumping at Gold's Gym at that point. He <laughs> loves wearing that Gold's Gym shirt. Still does. Um, and so they're talking about these letters, which... I'm going to have a lot to say about later. I got to tell you, I'm not. I wasn't in the greatest mood watching this because there are some fucking leaps of faith in this episode that buddy, are buddy, 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 buddy. I'm buddy. telling you, I'm telling you, I have the same issues. Okay. 100%. There, there are some fucking leaps in this one, but here we are. We're talking about these letters. Yeah. These letters from Maureen Ashby and that J, what JT was saying, and she's concerned. He's playing it off as, you know, Dr. Cool. It's all good. It's all good. But then when she leaves. Yeah. Did you see that? He see don't look cool. Change? He don't look Pro, cool. Pro went from so relaxed to holy shit. To holy shit. Holy shit mode. Just like and that. And that holy shit kind of says a lot because now there's there's a little bit going on here where there's this is right where Gemma and Clay stop really talking to each other this is kind of the beginning of hiding we have had more roller coaster rides with these two mm. than than anyone really and this is when he gets out of prison like that last episode last episode, he was so happy making love to her things are good he's in a better place right away boom we start getting tension back between yep these. So then we go right to Tara giving Jax the lowdown of fatherhood and schedule. Yeah. I know what this is like when I'm gone for you know months and I come back and it's like, okay, this is what we do now. We do this, this, this. And he's just cool. You know, yeah, I got it. You know, there's an extra hand. And yeah, he's back with Thomas for the first time is his baby that she had when he was in prison. Like, here we go. He's a dad with two boys. Abel, I don't know, is Abel like three now or something? Maybe? I think it would probably be close to that. Half, sure. You might be right half. on. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, and then Gemma comes in and, and Gemma's fishing. Gemma comes in and she's fishing, right? Um, but Gemma comes in right at the time. I thought this was really interesting. He says, how much do you want to know? She says, tell me everything. Yeah. He's about to go into some fucking pretty oh. some details. He was going, he was going to give her everything. And Gemma comes right in on it. So the question is, did Bust he ever up. tell her? Did they table that? Did, did, what is their relationship like now? Because I know ever since back in the day after the uh, cone killing, yeah. he was going to tell her everything. Yeah. The reason why I think that's important is we're about to see a juxtaposition of that with Opie and Lila. Yeah. Right. Opie, Opie lies right through her. like Right was, to her face. Right through. I'm, I'm going to lie to you right to your face. It had nothing to do with the Russians. Nothing. But what's funny is Opie's supposed to always be the good guy. He's always supposed to make the right decision. He also lied to Donna a lot. He didn't tell Donna really anything, right? Donna's name comes up a lot. Yeah. He's beginning stuff with Lila. Yeah. Um, and in that scene, Opie lies straight to her face. By the way, shout out to, uh, to all the uh, Sam fam, theory fam, theory team, whatever we're calling everybody now. It changes every week who 
upped me on uh, on the comment sections about why Lila gave that look last week in episode one of season four when he hugged her and he said, I can't wait till we have our own kids or whatever. And yeah, she what was that gave- about? So we don't remember anything because no. we were we were jumping around the first three seasons. And at the same time, we were also both idiots. Yeah, um, who cares? Um, but go ahead. Yeah, who cares? Do you remember Tara took her to have an abortion last year? Absolutely. Oh, fuck. Of course she did. I know. Of I didn't fucking remember. she did. I completely forgot that. Me too. So like two numbskulls were sitting here going, oh, why did she give yeah, that look like Why was she look? looking like that? It's because she already got rid of his fucking kid. Oh, my kid. goodness. I know. Good job, fam. Good crew. job, fam. Sam, Sam, Lee, whatever we're calling Family, you. family, Samly, fucking all of you guys. We love I mean, those and reminders. they did it right away. Like, it was their first comment when the episode came out. They oh, were like, yeah. let me tell you, idiots. Oh, so yeah. Now that we're going in order, we're hoping that things like that don't occur. But there's no guarantees here, no. guys. I ain't guaranteeing nothing. You know the motto, Tio. You know the motto. Ain't doing it. Ain't guaranteeing nothing, Tio. No way, no way, no how. No way. Because the motto is, who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Okay? So, um, but in this, uh, that's a big thing. And then when he leaves, she shows her distrust with her look because she knows something happened at the wedding with with the Russian guys. Yeah. So here we go. We got three couples. Everybody's kind of doing their thing. it cuts to Gemma checking in on Jax. And this is where Gemma is so nefarious and so, so deceitful in her ways. It's her son and she does care for sure. But at the end of the day, Gemma's always plotting. So she's always got something going on. And she's checking with him of how far this thing has gone. What did she know? And we believe, and again, excuse me for not knowing any of this. The big thing she's trying to find out is something with JT's death, correct? Yep. Okay. Do you know all that? There is there is no person in the Gemma world that she has this type of feeling for. Jax always keeps her on her toes. Mm. She can't really lie to him without him seeing through it. She's trying to figure him out, this world of JT, and, and where's he going to be? Is he going to be the president someday, obviously, of the club? But man, Jax has got short hair. Jax was away for a long time. Got She's stabbed. To, he got, got stabbed in the stomach there and he yeah. didn't die, thank goodness. But there's shit going down with Gemma and Jax all the time. And this season is like no other. So then we go, this is an interesting scene. We go to Roosevelt and Potter. Sometimes this drives me nuts. I just want to be honest here. It's like, I get it. Potter's the quirky one. Roosevelt's the hard ass. Yeah. Let's really show the a straight highway and a crooked highway. The two of them are yeah. both highways, but one's crooked, one's straight. I mean, and this is like such an old hat in Hollywood where it's like the Laurel and Hardy, the, yeah. you know, the, 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 this is it, right? This is what we do. There's the straight man and the, and the crazy one, right? The dumb yeah. and dumber. And it's fine. I get it. I, I get it. And also at the same time, I go, this guy would never be an ATF agent or whatever he is. Like he's, he just, and maybe he would be, I don't know, but these two are doing their thing and they're forming that alliance of they're going to be the bad guy. But ultimately what we see is 
Hale's really one of the main bad guys. But one thing I want to say in this is he says something here that fucking put me back for a second. I know Tell what you're going to say. You, you know I, what he I, said, right? Yeah. I know what you're going to say. SOA is a mid-level yeah. club, barely in the top 10. Yeah. He goes, Lincoln says, sons of, are hardly in the top 10 of clubs in America. And I, I went, Theo, I thought we were much bigger than that. I thought we were like the one. I, I thought we were certainly in the top three. So is that bullshit or is that just no? Like, I mean, that's got to be right. This is what he does for a living. I don't know. I don't know. And and also, did you notice that incredible green screen we had for charming? Thank guidance? you. I fucking wrote the CGI background of the Wasn't development. That unbelievable. I mean, because peeps, all it gotta, was is a patch of dirt. You got to know some peeps. We were outside. They were outside in this patch of dirt pasture, but the CGI boys put in this incredible charming heights the beginning stages of it all and it looked pretty expansive and that, it looked pretty fucking good it. yeah it looked pretty good yeah for that year what year is that um eight nine ten eleven two thousand and eleven ten years ago it looked pretty yeah. fucking good pretty um good. now i know you know uh there, there's it's we've had some major advancements but for <laughs> yeah, then sure <laughs> it looked pretty good uh, so, so in that scene, we get a bunch of things. One, you and I both realized the CGI thing, which I think is pretty cool. Um, mid-level club, huh? That didn't sit right with me. I was like, man, did I go through seven years of the show thinking we were like the biggest club in Maybe. the country, in the world? Well, well, we were certainly the top club in Charming. <laughs> well, I hope <laughs> we so. Certainly we were the only that, one. That town up and down. Um, and I, in California. I, 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 I'd I like to call Link right now and, and ask him if he made that up or that was bullshit. Or- yeah, I'm curious about that. And I would like to, for all the Sam fam who really is on it, see if like anything like that's been mentioned again. Because again, as Juice, as, as Juan Carlos Ortiz, I was under the impression that we were much bigger than that. Much bigger than that. Okay. So Jacob Hale rolls up. Weird, weird looking guy. Weird looking guy. His suits are looking weird. I'm looking weird. He's looking weird. Like, what's up with that weird look? The suits, the suits and the the hair. It's all different. Men's warehouse. Men's warehouse. It's not fitted. He didn't go to a tailor. He's angry. He's the bad guy. I don't know. I don't know. No, that's right. And he looks weird. There you go. Move on. Mayans and SOA. Here we are. We're chummy, chummy Mayans SOA now. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. Kim, are we chummy chummy from here on out? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. A lot happened when we were in prison. The mines really uh, helped protect us in, in, in jail. And uh, they started getting along with Opie and Chibs back at the ranch while we were all in prison. And yeah, man, Alvarez, he's, he's on our team now. And I think it's from here on out, right? I think so. I liked when we weren't friends. I <laughs> know you did. No, come on, son. Wait till we get into season five and six. We're taking strolls with Alvarez. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're taking we're cigar break. They turn juice in. Oh, yeah. You remember that scene? I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, scene. my God. That, that was, was seriously one of my up. favorite days. That was a fucked up day, but I loved it. I know. I'm the only that was, one. And, and, and I'm talking not for the character. I'm talking for me and you. That was a fucking yeah. crazy day. No, that was a crazy day. And I'm the okay. only one. Hit that fucking on the on the nail. I wish so I here's so about. here we are. Here comes Treo. My man my friends call my friends call me Romeo. I just talked to him the oh, other day. He is as boy. crazy as they fucking come. He can't he will stop call that guy. me. Have you seen Danny lately? No. 
He's the best. best. Let me tell you something. He truly is and has become. He's like no other because he's, he's got the donut shop. He's got he's tacos. got Treo tacos, Treo donuts, Treo tacos. He's got his acting. He's got, he's his, got his cars. He's been in the Lipton iced tea commercials as a cartoon. <laughs> he is. He was just on the Mass Singer. Danny, was he? Yeah, he oh fucking was. Danny is. You have Danny's story is fucking crazy. Yeah. But I will say he came on. So I'm a giant shield fan. Benito Martinez, who came on part of his crew. There's Love two really guy. important things we have to realize here. Love that guy. Benito was part of the shield. He was yeah. fucking amazing. If you haven't seen the shield, part of Romeo's crew in this is Benito Martinez plays mm-hmm. his right hand man. Mm-hmm. But don't fucking for a second not realize who that third right-hand man is. Or should I say the third member? Do you know who that is? No. Send Dog from Cypress Hill. So if you're a fan of hip-hop, and if you're a fan of fucking anything, weed, whatever, Cypress Hill, Send Dog, him and Be Real, that's Send Dog. So it's Send Dog, Benito Martinez, Danny Trejo. Pretty fucking amazing threesome of people. Beautiful. I have a couple of problems with this scene, which I'm going to get into, but I just wanted to say, I wanted to point out those two. And if you haven't seen the shield, you know, wait till you're done with sons on this run, but fuck, go watch that show because Benito's amazing in it. Um, What's with the handing of the cash without a bag? It just looks good. I know, but it it smells good. It looks good. We never have any money as a club. Even though we're, well, I guess we're not in the top 10, maybe for a reason. Top 10, we we yeah. can't make any money. No, that's but, probably why. No, that's why. So I just want to show that fucking cash, that greenback, man. He just wanted to show it and show it and show it. And, and it's just stupid. A big it's day. not realistic. They would have handed not the duffel bag. All, but it's not they, realistic. Yeah. They're stacking the cash. the cash in Ronnie's giant arms. Right. Everybody's holding cash money like everyone. babies. It's stupid. Yeah. It's silly and it's stupid. And then we get in the car. I, see, I have a bigger problem coming up than when they get in the car with you. And I want to ask you something. What well, I'm going to, before you say that, I just want to say when they get in the car yeah. with all this cash, right? Mm-hmm. But by the way, let's not, I, I just want to go back and give props to, uh, to uh, the props, the props department, department no. yeah. that fucking trunk. Yeah, amazing. That was fucking amazing. With all those guns and shit. That hardware, was pretty cool. Really cool. Pretty cool. Shout out, Adam. Cooters. Way to go. Cooters. Um, Cooters. 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 I love Adam. <laughs> Brando <laughs> and Adam, man. Brando and Adam. They were the best, those two. Brando and Adam were the They took care best. of us, man. You want to talk about Laurel and Hardy. You want to talk about Abbott and Costello. Oh, my goodness. Those guys had, had that. They were with us the whole run. The whole run. That's our props department. They were fucking amazing. They are such a giant part of the show that no one realizes, but they do cool shit. Giant. Cool shit. Like you just saw them when that trunk popped. They do cool shit. That yeah. made sun sons. Okay, so go go ahead. Tell me about this car scene. Well, I, I just want to. I just want to know why um, this club, this story, this incredible show that we're on had. And I I know why. I know why. But why is it selling drugs worse than guns? Like why why is it like the be all and end all when when you when you talk about bazookas and guns and AKs and shit like that? Oh, that's fine. We'll sell those on the street. Yeah. No problem. But cocaine? Oh, we're going to go right to hell. Like, what? what is that? Well, I think you're talking 
it's a much deeper conversation, which you know I love to get into because that's human condition type stuff, um, which I can talk about all day because you know that's I'll what Patreon's for. Yeah, I'll put the tinfoil on right now. And I'll yeah. tell you right now that it goes to the same thing of why showing sex, mm. but why cutting someone's head off with a machete You're is so acceptable. Right, You're so right. Yet laying in bed with a partner or someone in a, in a scene in a film or television show is off limits. Showing genitalia is off limits. Oh, but if you want to fucking cut someone's intestine out and wear it as yeah. a scarf, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, so again, it's, it's the silly, it's uh, the silly belief of human nature. And it all started back in the day with the mafia code of like, we don't deal drugs. Oh, by the way, we fucking kill people. Right. We, we dismember people and tie them to cinder blocks and throw them in rivers, <laughs> but we don't sell fucking marijuana. What? Yeah. And if you really go even deeper, it goes into the demonization of drugs, which is, you know, one of the dumbest things. So we're finally starting to see some change with all that, but the demonization of drugs, you know, the war on drugs, all this fucking stupid shit that started, but yet at the same time, we show this gore porn all day on television and film of killing people and doing this. And that's why, that's why I never argue with people where, if you really look at the stuff we've shown in like these movies, like some of these horror movies, like the hostile type movies where they're like cutting out people's livers, yet they'll slap an NC-17 rating on a sex scene. Yeah. It, it's really, it's biting your nose off to spite your face. And I don't blame, I don't blame uh, the writers because they're caught in, on the, on the, no, well said the, the wheel. Well said. So, so here we are in the, in the truck, the car. It's a 37 and- minute scene. It's a 37 minute scene. Jax wants out. Yeah. Clay wants to retire. Yeah. That's what we have. And now we're going to see what, what, what happens with that. Okay. Right? First of all, positives. It's a beautifully shot scene. The light oh is perfect. God. The camera is amazing. amazing this year. Charlie is handsome as ever. Oh yeah. Short hair or not. This is yeah. so handsome. So handsome. Ron is beauty and the beast. I mean, it is, it's, he looks even Keeps cooler. Sunglasses on again. Fucking sunglasses God. are on. He's not showing any eyes. He's got nice eyes too. I don't know what he's Beautiful doing. eyes. Doesn't show. Talk to him about that. We'll get him. Yeah, on. I don't know we'll, why we'll he bring chose it up. that. Especially in that intimate scene like that. We'll but bring him up. Anyway, go ahead. Very long scene. Very honest scene. Yep. I'm going to say that if I can give sons, if I can give sons something that I think went against it from season four on, and I was a part of a lot of these and so were you, I think there were a lot of scenes that maybe went on a little too long Mm. throughout the next few years. Mm. Especially in today's society, 2021, where people are, you know, TikTok, fucking Twitch, you know, whatever mm. fucking society we're in, three second life. But I think that there were scenes that went a little longer, maybe than they were supposed to. There were some rooftop scenes coming down the down the pipe later on. Oh, and, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Don't bring that up. Yeah, man, I remember yeah. that. Well, that's an interesting point. I'm gonna put that feather in my cap. And yeah. keep it there while I watch four, five, six, and seven. Now I'm going to just think about that. I yeah, there were just some that played a little longer. Now, again, remember, you're talking to someone who fucking loves that shit. But I also know that I'm in the minority of loving that shit. I like a camera on two people that 
just has people talking. That's interesting to me. No, and Sons did that so well. There's no music. There's no shit in the no. background. It's just real conversation. Yes. People. But this scene did go on and on and on. And I got to tell you, Perlman, he seemed desperate. Clay seemed desperate. Yeah. yeah. In that, right? Jack's really, he's fucking grown up, that boy. He's a, he's a fucking man now, Jack. He, he says he says so many things that are so fucking big in this scene. So First many. of all, the Opie being president. Yeah, thing what like, the fuck was that? What? Opie's going to be the president? Are you kidding me? I know. You got Knuckleheads Bobby and Knuckleheads Tig and Knuckleheads Chibi. I mean, what? Ryan? What the fuck? That's not good. And who would, would Opie even want the gavel? That's weird. Uh, I think Jax thinks he does. I think Jax at this moment, and they're still fighting those two. Opie and Jax are still squabbling. What would the club look like if Opie was president? um, I don't know. (laughs) It'd be wild. It'd be wild. Like he's the last person I think about as president of that club. And I guess maybe it's because of whatever, but wow. I, I just didn't, when he said that, I was like, holy shit. I didn't know anything about that. So it's beautifully shot. It's such a pivotal scene. It's just very, very long, which is okay. Again, it's okay for this scene, but it did remind me of, fuck, there's, there's a lot of long scenes coming up, right? And, and I thought about that. So here we go. And this is another thing that we started falling into. Do you know, you remember the story we always say about Al Pacino? Like uh, Al Pacino is one of the greatest living actors ever in the history of acting. Sure. But after Scent of a Woman... Certainly is early work. Yes, and that's what I mean. And after Scent of a Woman, Uh, something happened. He started becoming hoo-ha. Hoo-ha, right? He started doing it more. Sun started picking up some things. mm. We started doing longer scenes, those longer scenes like you just saw. And another thing is coming up when we're at the table. We started yelling a lot more at the table and the yelling begun in this scene. And it would, you remember being there where we would like, people would just start yelling. Yeah. And you were your sensitive ears. I just said, don't fucking yell in my ear. Tom. <laughs> I had to get earplugs and then I couldn't hear what he was saying. Uh, just ridiculous. <laughs> so oh, we're it's ridiculous. Here we are. Tig with no facial hair, buddy. I got to tell you, I love you. I think about you all the time. All day. You without a mustache. It is. It feels like. No, you called it already. A porn star director from the Jelly Beans basement. (laughs) Alexander Tig Traeger. I'm serious. The tiger. The tiger. The tiger. I certainly had that by the tail, that upper stash without the stash that lip yeah we were we were growing that back quick well i'm gonna tell you it pull he pulls tig away right and he wants to basically tell him i need you on this it's i need clay? the vote what clay yeah yeah he needs it and you you're kind of like of course whatever's needed And then Bobby's going to hang back. This starts that division, right? Yeah. And, and, and Bobby, Bobby kind of like, you know, is like, Hey, I'm not going along with this. And again, right to your point of why drugs are so bad, but yet AKs and 
fucking all that shit, right? I just found the whole thing a little weird. Sorry, Theo. Uh, like, where's, where's Miles and Kozik? Where were they? How come they weren't there? I know they're off on some mission. I, I, I forgot all about that. That was an empty hole to the table at the end of the table there for sure. And then, I, you know, me and me and Clay, I, okay, we're we're on the something's weird between us still thing. But Bobby having that weird little shut the door over the drug thing. I, I don't know. I just find all those little scenes a little weird, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, it's about to get a lot weirder, buddy. Um, yeah. Gemma is babysitting. She's looking for the letters. First of all, is that what you're wearing to babysit? Isn't it uncomfortable? <laughs> what about a sweatsuit or something? Like, don't you want to wear like comfortable sneakers? Like, that's great. Pair of Nikes? Look at you. No. Like just no. Pair of joggers? Boots and tight jeans. That's the way it's. That's I, I was uncomfortable for her, and I'm yeah. not babysitting. No. I chase kids all day, and I got to tell you what I'm not wearing is black leather boots. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not dressed like fucking Alice Cooper. <laughs> I love her, though. Yeah. I, I love her, I too. I am definitely not wearing that. We're put on a tracksuit or something. She's freaking out over those letters. Oh my okay. God. She's freaking out. Let me let me let me walk this. Let me walk this dog for a second here. Let me walk this. Please. Let me tell this story. Let me lead. Let me lead this. <sighs> Please. She's looking for these letters. She's babysitting Abel. Are you telling me? That by her seeing the kid reach in to a purse just to grab anything, she puts together that maybe he reached into some other paper and that's where the letter. This is a fucking big leap here. Big leap. Right? She's about to turn detective into Tara's office at the hospital looking for these letters that she doesn't even know where the fuck they are. Do they even exist? It's a huge, like, leap of faith. A fucking, this is an huge. Olympic gold medal long jump leap. Yeah. How are you, are you it saying the you're Olympic going- year. We're doing the Olympics this summer, so <laughs> let's long jump this gear. fucker. Yeah. Why did she, she didn't go into her room? She didn't check. She goes to the hot, this is, it's, it's, the whole thing's a big leap. Now, what she, what I guess what the writers are trying to do, because I always try to assess is, Oh, she went into, for lack of a better word, uh, Abel went into grandma's purse. Does he go into mommy's purse? And mommy's purse is at the hospital. Because I really had to think about this. Because I don't, I don't want to be taken as a fool by the writers. But again, this is a big fucking leap. Yeah. It turns into Inspector Clouseau, yep. Pink Panther style. Yeah. Speaking of my shirt. And. That's a very good segue. Thank you. And, uh, and, and it's just. A lot. Find those letters. I fucking love Peter Sellers, by the way. Um, brilliant, brilliant comedian. Fucking big, brilliant actor. All right, keep going. We're doing good. Being being there is one of my favorite movies ever. By the way, oof, good film. Good fucking film. It's who did that? Not Milos Forman. I forget who director is. Me too. Maybe it is Milos. Okay. So Opie Jack scene. They're driving. Uh, they're still fighting. It's a fucking great scene. Good scene. I got to tell you why it's a great scene. Again, looks so di- looks so different. Looks so good. Looks so fil- so mat- filmatic. Very cinema. Very. And we really millimeter. used to drive. 
We really I mean? used to drive. There wasn't like I've done on my last in my last two movies, I've done CGI where the car is just rocking on a green screen. Yeah. You know, yeah, and you're just driving. like, you know, the grips are like sure. the fucking they're just pushing the car. Yeah. And you got to like pretend the car and yeah. you're pretending. Poor man style. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, and you're not really driving on the street, um, but they're really driving. Oh, yeah. And. You know, he says that line, you know, Opie Jackson, I just want to stay whole. You know, again, this whole word is every time I hear it, my fucking spidey sense goes off. Yeah. Um, and they have a great little scene. Uh, and then we go to Potter and Roosevelt and they're discussing strategy. Um, there's another amazing shield actor in that scene. You don't watch The Shield, so you wouldn't know. Nope. He plays Ronnie Gardaki, his act actor's Great name. David Reese Snell. Yeah, he's fucking awesome in The Shield. Again, I feel like I'm Shield's number one fan club here. But there's a couple of great actors from The Shield. We all know Kurt came from The Shield. Yeah. And they obviously had a, a, a loyalty to Kurt because they're coming in and doing much smaller roles on this show. But also, let's not forget at this moment, Sons Ain't the Little Show. That could anymore. We're uh-uh. a fucking juggernaut at this point. Uh-uh. We're in the top 10 TV shows. We're in the top three. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and just to be on it and have one line was like a big fucking deal. A I'd big feeling. Deal. I, I have a feeling Sutter would talk to these boys and girls, though, from his past shows and go, come on and we'll see where this goes. Or come on, this is what I'm planning. Or and everybody stood in line. Well, again, you you haven't seen The Shield, but every single main actor, uh, every main actor. Chickless. Everybody. Yeah. CCH Pounder. Yeah. She's fucking amazing. One of the greatest actors uh, around. <laughs> Did I ever tell you my story about the kid who was like a guest star on our show? Did I ever tell you this? I think so. But go ahead. I won't stop you now, son. One day we were doing the show, and I think it was season four, and there was a kid who got a role in the show. And he was so fucking excited because we were the show. Yeah. And he was so excited and he was playing like an SOA. Maybe it was one of the prospects. Hmm. I know who it was, but I don't want to say anything. I'm going to start. I'm going to throw people on a little loop here so they don't, they don't try to figure out who it is. But the kid was so excited. And you and I, the way we were, always embraced everyone who came on and were like, whether it be an extra, whether it be a fucking new crafty person, whether it be a new grip. And we're like, hey, man, how are you? You know, blah, 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 blah. So I was giving it up to the kid and I was like, man, this is cool, right? And he was like, oh, my God, this is like I watched the show and I'm a fan of the show. And now I'm in the show and I'm not just in the show, but I'm playing a son. And I was like, I've been there, man. I've been there when I did Lost and like I walked into the fucking makeup trailer and I saw all the guys from Lost and I was like, holy shit, I love this show. And like, I get it. I've been there. And it was one of those days back in the day where we used to do those long motherfucking days, like all day, every day. So the kid started off like a house of fire. He was so excited. Had his cut on. and Oh, my God, this is amazing. You know, I would tell him, hey, man, just have fun. You know, it's great. We're all going to be great. And then like midday, he was like, yeah, so when do you guys usually cut for lunch? You know, because we were doing like a meal penalty. And I was like, oh, we'll, we'll get there, bro. Don't worry about it. They got crafty over there. Just go get something. We'll be good. And then I saw him. He was like kind of lingering and maybe smoking cigarettes outside. It's like a little Winnie because they had those smaller ones sure. for like the guest stars. Sure. And uh, 
He said, Hey man, you guys shoot really long. Like when, when do you wrap? Like what's going on? So I said, Hey, let me, let me talk to you for a second. I said, just for a second, you've dreamed you're an actor. I've never seen him in anything. You've dreamed of this being here at this moment with these people and this thing. It's one of the biggest shows ever on television. You're here. And you came in so excited. Were you in a rush to go? The tail stopped wagging for him. Well, yeah, where are you stopped going? Wagging. Why do you want to go home? <clears throat> go, go talk to crew members. Go fucking watch the scenes you're not in. Go. There you go. There you go. What are you doing? Like, you want to go home to do what? This is what you've been dying to get to. What did he say? He didn't know what to do. And this is where I told him my favorite line that I've ever heard. You want to hear, you want to see an act of miserable, give them a job. They're miserable when they don't have one and they're miserable when they do. It's like, you know, it's that old story with the agent where they're like, Hey man, come on. Why am I not working? Like, Hey man, I'm not working. Like, what are we doing? Then the agent calls up a week later and goes, Hey, guess what? I got something. The actor goes, Oh my God, really? What? Six weeks in Bulgaria. And the actor goes, Bulgaria. (laughs) It's like, they're never happy, right? Like actors are never happy. It's always this, the, the, the markers always moved. And with him, I took him over and I said, I'm going to tell you, I've been here. Don't do this. Don't become this person. You get to play pretend for a living. Good for you. You are on, you are on a show that you watch, that you've seen three seasons of, and now you're here with us. Go ask everybody their names. Learn three names a day. Get to fucking watch scenes. Watch, go watch Ron Perlman act. Go watch Kim Coates. Like, go watch these people because that's what we would do when we weren't filming. And, and he really took it in. And I got to tell you, he was, he was the model, model actor after that. And, you know, wasn't, on, wasn't on the show the whole time. No, but it really was a good reminder for me to see of like how people get jaded. So the only reason I bring that up is that, man. Here it is that David Reese, you know, comes in, David Reese Snell. Uh, he's an incredible actor. And, you know, he probably felt like, man, I was so big on the shield. But there's no ego because ego is the death of an artist. Yeah. Comes in and he's on this fucking killer show with amazing people. And, you know, that's a great another feather in his cap yeah. to keep moving forward. Um, Clay's trying to Clay goes meet with Oswald. Uh, Ron would do this sometimes where he just try to bring like comedy into the beginning. Did you see? Well, first of all, he was leaning on that bike like it was his bed. And that's the shit that Tommy and I would do. So Perlman was obviously watching me act when he wasn't because he leaned on that horse, laid on it like he was on a bed. And I went, you guys used to do that all the time. time. If you don't know bikes well enough, if you don't know like the weight distribution and kind of how it goes, you really shouldn't be doing that. There was an that's right. There was an iconic. We had a you were there. We had an iconic uh, photographer who came to set one day, out of the blue, and just started taking photos. And we we heard, but we couldn't tell where he was. There's a shot of me having a, a snooze on my bike. Amazing. Glasses on, leg on one side, like you said, balance everywhere. And it was iconic. It just was one of those shots. And it wasn't like planned or anyway. No, and if you if you don't know weight distribution and all that, and the only reason I say that is I know Ronnie wasn't, you know, absolutely familiar with, you know, the 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 ins and outs 
of the of the dinas. So um here he is. Uh we get that lumber yard. That brings back crazy oh, memories for Theo. me because we were at that fucking lumber. I felt like I spent the rest of my my life there. My, I, my I wrote down Theo. I wrote down, I suddenly remember that Oswald Lumber Building. We filmed so, so, so much there. Holy shit. Like the memories, I've never seen the show either. The memories of that building, no. we go there a lot coming up. A Juice's, lot. Juice's entire career is there from here Correct. on. Correct. So where was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was a good half hour from the studio. Yeah. It was, you know, Latuna Canyon Road. And then we went on the way to Sunland there. We went off a back road. It was pretty uniquely uh, separate from everything. There was nothing around there. It was a really cool place to go. Remember that? We had to drive in down that long, long, long road. Yeah, Jack's got the ticket. Oh, is that where he got the ticket? Yeah. I bet you. Because we would fucking race there if you were late and you had that big open road to get there. Yeah. That's and you it. Would fly oh, there if you were late. And, uh, you know, the cops were just waiting for you at all times. So Jackson Opie go to check on the bullet pressing over there, the guys who were doing the bullets for us. Um, yeah, at the reservation. And then the Russians are there. Like, what the fuck? Dukes of Hazard stuff. Dukes of- but I got to tell you, bro, um, that looked good. It looked good. Like, Opie jumping out of the back of that thing, his, his, his double looked fantastic. Yeah. Charlie's driving that truck right into the very end before it flips. Big stunts. Really good stunts. Big stunts. Dude. Huh? Big stunts. Yeah, big. And then the Russians roll up and all like they're there and they knew about it. So they must have the Wahiwa were were, yep. were pressing the bullets. Yep. And they must have known. And we're going to introduce this new guy like really quickly. But um, I will say that what I did love about Sons sometimes is that you'd be lulled into these cool acting scenes and then bap, bap, they'd hit you with like this crazy stunt stuff out of nowhere. And you're like, whoa. And there's nothing like some little bad Russian acting to remind everybody that we're the good guys. They're the bad guys. Yeah. Let's just get a little, little wacky Russian acting in there to make sure everyone knows the sons were the good guys. Which cuts to here we go. Inspector gadget is in full (laughs) Lurking in the hospital on the stakeout. <laughs> Come on, help it's, me. Help me help you. I just said, wait, dot, dot, dot. So Gemma really is going to go to the hospital and look through Tara's office for the letters that she doesn't even know she has. I call bullshit. That's what I just said. I call bullshit. Oh, I call bullshit. I call ridiculous. I'm calling their cousin. This is not happening. I'm calling their second aunt. This is no, madness. It's, it's I'm all calling from everybody. love. It's all from love, but that's bullshit. No, I'm on a party line of ridiculousness. <laughs> um, oh, and then she finds a treasure trove of letters and police reports and she yeah, finds I, it all. I just wrote down, what the fuck did Gemma find? And we find everything. out later. Huh? She found everything. She found everything. The map from the Goonies. The fucking, yeah. she found Willie, one-eyed yeah. Willie's map. She found every police yeah, report. Prescriptions to new vibrators. She found them all. <laughs> she found them all in Tara's purse. She found everything. Jax was, was in prison for a long time. I, I, so again. I, yeah, let's move on from that scene. Okay. okay. So here we, it's because it's, you know. Yeah. Juice and Dayton have a uh, juice. Okay, and so 
Juice that and Unser. That was so cool to see you two ham and egg in it again. I love. We it. haven't really seen those two together since that big Coca Cola on the. Remember what, the urine. Was, yeah, with the urine. Yeah. That yeah. was fun days, man. Well, what did I days. say to him in that scene? I just watched it and I forgot it. It's something about his hair. He said, I said, when was the last time you rode this thing? And he said, I used to have hair. Yeah, back when I used to have hair. I still had hair. So speaking of still having hair with our no. fucking, with one of our favorites, who's now not, uh, uh, Wayne Unser is basically a civilian at this point in season four and uh, becoming more like Dayton every time he's on screen. Yeah. Um. Guess what? Mid-show mid announcement. Go ahead. Tell them. Tell them what they won. Well, this is what you've won, peeps. On the next show, third episode, fourth season, our guest is going to be Dayton Callie. None other than fucking Wayne, Wayne Unser. Unser. Are you kidding me? I can't fucking this wait. Dayton, usually- I mean, I, I'm going to go see him this week. I'm going to make sure he even has a computer. Yeah. He's got saxophones everywhere, but does he even have a computer, Theo? I mean, what the hell? No, he might be doing it from the can and the rope, you know, when you pull the can <laughs> on and you got to talk to him. You remember those Bugs Bunny cartoons with the can <laughs> yeah. and the rope? Yeah. I used man. to try that when I was a kid. It actually, you know, you believe it works. It's like listening to a seashell in here in the ocean. And he um, got very excited that I, I've been vaccinated twice. I'm all done. He's been vaccinated because he's 107 years old. He's vaccinated two months ago. So we will be able to be in the same, uh, you know, vicinity and safe and all that stuff. And I, I can't fuck. He's so excited to come on, bro. You have no idea. Yeah. And me too, because him and I have such a fucking deep history, just like you do with him. Big buddy. Oh, no. You buddy. two were like no other. I know. I just, and- I got the crumbs. Yeah. I th- after you stopped drinking, I, I kept drinking for you and me with yeah. him. Well, he never but stopped. He, um, ne- he hasn't stopped today. No, really. he's drinking something. And him and I would spend, because, you know, I lived right near him, hours at his backyard, just going through life shit and everything. You and me and both, he, man. That, those are I fun know. times. And there was so much, I mean, there were times, and this is why I can't wait to talk to him. And I would just drive up there sometimes on the bike and I would just sit there. I think we'd say maybe four words to each other. Yeah. We would just sit there yeah. and we watch, we watch it like a baseball game. Yeah. And we just wouldn't say fucking anything. And he would oh. always, he busted out. He always oh. kept certain food in the fridge in his, uh, cause he had his like, man little, cave. he had a man cave. Back. I know. I hate that word. I try not to say that word because I think a woman cave. He, he had, had a, a cave. He, he had, had a cave. cave. He had some kind of a cave. But he, I would go there and we would just watch the game and not talk. And he would just keep bringing out food and keep bringing out food. And, uh, and from his little fridge in that little man cave or whatever we're calling it, the, the Dayton den. I loved it back there. I loved the couches Dayton and den. shit. The bunny. Two, two fridges. Yeah. He always had a, a giant TV, giant, you know, giant, giant, giant. I remember this, Theo. He would say this to you and me. Hey, you ever seen Deadwood? You want to see it now? And you go, <laughs> get the fuck He's out still of mad here. at me. He's still mad at me. And we'll, I'm going to bring it up is I, he's such a cheap motherfucker. Is I, <laughs> he had like a box set, a DVD box set to Deadwood, which yeah. we both know when you're on a fucking show, they give you like 10 of those. Yeah. So he had one and I was like, Hey, I'm going to take that. He was like, no, you're not. I said, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to watch that. I want to watch some of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of my dogs ate it. Oh, motherfucker. Bring no. that up. He never fucking forgot about it. It's still sitting here. Here I am in Texas, four houses later. No. I, still have it. I have it in storage. I'm going to fucking, 
I'm going to literally get it and send it back with a big fucking show it on the screen. If you can find it. Yeah. I'm going to find it when we make the move, we're moving in a month. I'm going to find it. I'm going to take a picture of it. But he, one of my dogs ate it and he was so salty about it. And he, and he just needed something to hang on. So I'm really excited to have him on. Uh, Here we go. He's our next guest kid. He's one of, he's truly one of the greatest and one of my favorite actors ever on this planet. So, here we are. We're all in this mechanics gear, uh, which is feels like we're playing dress up when we do that. Um, Bobby trying to give a tig uh, how bad this is. Like he's basically trying to tell you, right? Um, I ate a lot of meatloaf that day, <laughs> and it was good. It was it was warm, fresh meatloaf. I remember them coming up to me a week earlier, and they said, "So, and props would go. So, what do you what do you want to eat?" I went. Meatloaf. Yeah. No, but we can. I said, no, no. I want to eat Gemma's meatloaf. So they made me fresh meatloaf. And I did take. At, I need another one. Give me one more. Bring in some more loaf. Meatloaf. I'm going to make. I think I think because you just said that I'm going to make a vegan meatloaf today with. Uh, do it. I do. Yeah. They have. They have Without the ground good, beef. Put some vegan stuff in there. Well, the vegan ground beef nowadays is so good. Extraordinary. Yeah. We had, I made it. I put it on the kids' pizza on Friday night because we do Friday night pizza night. You tricked um, them. Yeah. I trick them. I trick them all the time. Um, <laughs> they don't. It, and it's hard to explain to kids that it's not real. They're just like, hey, dad, we want more chicken. And I'm like, yeah, right. Mm, it's not chicken. <laughs> but, um, but you know, Meg and them do their thing. They'll they'll they 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 eat what they want. Um, I don't. They they literally don't care. So I'm going to make a vegan meatloaf in your honor, which, by the way, is your name. And let me tell What's you, my name today. It is your name, meatloaf. What's your name? My name is Juice Hawk, and the reason it is Why is, is that? because oh, you got your hawk back. I got my hawk back, right. and uh, that was an interesting one because um, I had the long hair in the first episode, which was to show amazing look, different. It, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was definitely cool. But the thing that I realized is the freak circle is complete. The freak circle was complete. And I wanted to do it one time. I remember having the talk with Kurt where I was oh, yeah. like, how long should I keep the hair for? And he goes, he goes, ah, juice is so unique that how about if, we get that back. Yeah, right. Like he was like, I don't want I don't want it to blend in. And just now all of a sudden he doesn't have that. At, yeah. And I think that there was a lot of uh, hair distrust because of the Jack stuff. <laughs> they didn't want too many things being different. But they were like, listen, we got a big, we got a big enough problem. Oh, and they, they, were getting, they, were, they were getting, let's Groucho Marks Kim Coates right now. Let's get that fucking top of that stash back. Yeah. Good, sweet. They let's wanted us all they back to what we were. Yeah. The Jacks thing did not could. help us. No. Um, so. Bobby's playing those pretty dire, those scenes with you. He's not happy. Yeah. And he's definitely like, this is the end of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As we know it. Clay comes and breezes everybody. Everybody out. And he breezes right by you guys. Yeah. Nothing. So... I don't even want to go into this, but Gemma in these letters, Tara suspecting something. The whole storyline strange. Tara comes into the room. Gemma comes out of the bathroom. Whatever, whatever. I don't. I, let's just skip. The over. only yeah, <laughs> fucking Gemma opening up with answer about JT. Tara pulling up. Well, no, we have that. That's later. That right up. now, we go to the answer Clay scene. Oh uh, yeah, that one was first. He I needs. Still, 
I still enjoy those scenes, man. Me too. With Wayne and Clay. I mean, those guys, those two old cowboys. I, and it wasn't very long. This is a pretty short one, really, for this show. I just loved it. I love those guys. Well, I think that it, I think it makes all of us just listen for me. And you probably don't think this. It's also like the TIG stuff, right? It's like, I, God, I have such like a, a a longing for the history. Uh I want to know, like, like, can you freeze frame Clay and Unser and put them yeah. back in their 20s? Yeah. Like when they were together. Or fuck, can you even go back before that? Amazing. Did Clay live in Charming? That would, that would be that prequel thing that Sutter keeps right. talking about, that prequel back in the 60s, man. I mean, it would be fascinating to see. I was even thinking about this the other day. I was like, just do like a 10-part miniseries of like juice on how he got from Queens to LA to Charming. Because yeah. I know they said that he was like a hacker. Yeah. Like, how did he get involved in a motorcycle club? Like, yeah. if you do just like a quick thing of that, like a 10 part mini series or that that's so true, Theo. And that's what we had in this show. The background story that we didn't take the time to get into. I there was so much those. else going on. The backstory of these guys and these girls. Fascinating to watch. Well, we, like if you did like in the show, like my wife and I, Megan, uh, Megan and I love the show. This is us. Right. I, I've known Milo for a long time. I, I love the show. It's I don't know what it just right time right place with the kids and the the whole thing but they do a lot of like flashbacks and they'll use this lens where they make them look a little younger certain lighting technique sure uh they're all beards off beards on beards off because the the show jumps time zones a lot so they'll show like milo's character who plays character jack i'm about to fanboy out on this is us here um they'll play he plays character and they'll show him when he's back in vietnam and then they'll show him you know back in the 80s and you know 90s and they'll jump around i would fucking love to see like tig in the military what was he like yeah what was you know, what was fucking Bobby like? Was he touring around in clubs doing Elvis impersonation before he was a biker? Yeah. You know, what was Jack's like in high school? So again, I think that, and I use the show, This Is Us, because they're so good at jumping around. And then if the character's too young, they use a different actor. If the character, you know, they use sure. someone that looks sure. like them. And if they're, and if they're too old, they do prosthetics. If they jump forward. Sure. Um, I would love to fucking see that. Uh, so when I see Clay and Unser, I always think about that. Um uh, Juno's going nuts on a dog toy. Do you hear that? No. You don't hear that? No. Can't hear a thing. I'm deaf. You're deaf? I and mean, I'm not. But no, I don't hear any barking, nothing. Um, she's chewing on a dog toy. I'm going to write to Megan. All I hear is you talking on your mic. How good is that? Oh, that's cool. That means technology is working here. It is working in your little cave there. Your little closet. My little closet. So, okay. So now we go to, this is the scene you're talking about. Uh, Gemma tells him, obviously Gemma has told Unser everything and like Clay, like Gemma's told Clay. Clay Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but Unser knows it all. Unser is pretty up to speed with the JT Gemma, with the JT. We just we're finding that out, right? For the first time. Right. But the way Gemma talks to Unser, this is actually pure Hamlet. I mean, there are moments in this seven seasons where Sutter does go Hamlet on us. And if you know Hamlet, this is pure 
fucking Hamlet. This is Claudius and Gertrude, what they did behind their boy's back, who they killed and why. We're getting little breadcrumbs now. And Unser is going, uh-huh, mm-hmm, got you. Don't you think it even makes it a little sadder with Unser's, Unser's demise at the end? Like the fact that he was so intertwined in all this, like how sad it is. That, that's a great arc. That's right. It was more sad. It was epically sad yeah. because he was on Team Gemma 100%. He team Clay, 89%. Yeah. The rest of the boys, he didn't really give a fuck about. No. But Gemma, he, and he did. He kind of went to his grave because of her. Can I just again say something that the Russian character yeah. actor sure. made a choice during those two scenes? Because the scenes, the way the transition of the scenes went, so it was it was Unser Clay. Then it went, they shot quickly to the Russian guy taking a call. Yeah. And then it went to Gemma and Unser. Okay. The guy says, You're gonna have it in an hour. I want my guns in an hour. Yeah. And he has Jax's phone. And then he throws the phone and breaks it. How are they going to call back? <laughs> I love it when you come up with this shit. Do you remember when we had that, when Piney, we were out in the woods and we were going to blow up that little, yeah. and he had, well, what if someone was taking a piss? But how are they going to call back? The phone's broken now. He threw yeah. it against the wall. Yeah. It's, it's a little flip phone. It didn't make it. The phone it, did it, not make it. it. It didn't make it. And, you know, you got Charlie in a scene before, which we didn't talk about, headbutting that guy. I'm going, why is he doing that? Why are you going to get shot now? Like, why? Why? And Jackson. Why would the guy throw the phone? Does Obi have a phone on him? I, I guess they're, they're hoping. I don't know. Can't help it's it. Terrible fucking choice. Um, terrible okay. Choice. Terrible choice. Um, okay. So we're walking to the bikes and the cops are rolling up. Um, this is the first time that I remember uh-huh. racism being brought up on the Suns. Hmm. This is the first time where he says, not a lot of, bro- not a lot of brothers on this wall. Mm. And, you know, Piney makes his snide comment. Yep, he sure did. And Clay says, we have no problems with anyone. Yeah. That's the first time. And the reason I bring that up is obviously we're going to get into the juice storyline later on, but I think that this was a crumb for that. But sure. also, here's one of the things that, you know, especially with, you know, all my friends and everybody I grew up with is, there's a lot of people that have this certain perception of on the outside of what Suns is on the outside. They're like, oh, it's just a show about a bunch of fucking bikers who are this. And then they watch and they go, wow, it's actually not what I thought it was at all. Right. Correct. Um, this was the first time that I believe in this moment, like Roosevelt says something that, you know, has always been a misconception, not just of Suns, the club, but of, and, and again, we're going to, I think Kurt makes a storyline out of it, but, um, the whole world, you know, there's, there's a mis, misrepresentation of the whole world of biker world. You know, it's like saying, you know, there's bad people everywhere and there's different kinds of people everywhere. But to say that all bikers are racist, that's stupid, right? It doesn't even make sense. Some of the greatest biker clubs of super diverse and black, Hispanic, yep. Latino club, yep. right? But hearing Roosevelt say it, I was like, oh, shit, that's the first time that I had heard that on the show, even a reference to the son's being that right. Um, he destroys the place. I, I said, Oh boy, don't hurt our table. It's he one does. Thing, and he does. It's one thing to do the wall and everything else, but he goes ape shit. 
on that. Literally record. destroys yeah. everything. I mean, and he hits that fucking table at the end. It cuts the commercial. Um, everybody loves the table. People love the table more than they love certain characters. The first thing people ask me, who got the table? I'm like, yeah, is that what you're asking? That's what you want to know. <laughs> um, they just love the table, which, you know, shout out to whoever did that table. I know Kurt has the table to give you that. Kurt's answer. got the table. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah, Kurt's that, got the and table. that's made out of redwood too. That is a redwood slab. Yeah. Um, I have yeah. all the other stuff, um, but yeah, they, uh, but, but he has the table. So, now we all have our glasses on. There's a scene right there where we literally all have our glasses on, everybody, because we're about to rip out. And uh, Clay's double rips out of that parking. Uh, Didn't even notice. Good, good point. Good pickup. He ripped out. If you if you go back and look, Clay's double rips Boom. out of. Yeah, Boom, we're right behind. Him. I'm gone. Gone. Jet, jet fuel. Yes. So Opie's face down. Now, I kind of like what's about to happen here. So, Opie, Theo. Go ahead. Is this, remember you said. Gold teeth. Gold tooth. They're both in there. He's got two now. That it's amazing because I remember you saying it. I forgot about it. Who cares? Who cares? But there was a close up of him on the floor right two. now. Yeah, he's with, got them both. And he had two. Yeah. And you could see them clear as yeah. day. Yeah. It looks like Big Daddy Kane. He's got two in there and uh, they're in there and he's rocking them. And rocking his gold teeth. Rocking the gold teeth. Here's what I liked about this. They've kind of accepted that they're probably going to die. And that makes for a really interesting conversation with them, too. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Right? When you actually think this is it, nothing else matters. You probably are going to be more honest than you've ever been in your life. Yeah. You certainly, you've, you've already peed your pants. That's over now. And you're going to be at peace. I, I, I mean it. I'll never forget Black Hawk Down when my character gets blown in half. And Tommy Sizemore did not want to see me before he actually saw me in the scene. And I remember I'm this prosthetic and I'm in, I was there all day, all day, all day, loving every minute of it. And I've never been more at peace knowing that that was it for me. But tell my girls I love them. Tell them I love them. Yeah, because when you resign to the fact of, you know, you're going to leave this moment, you know, you're going to mm. leave this, this, this second, you know, this, this energy or whatever, whatever your beliefs are that you're going to sure. go, all the other stuff becomes meaningless, right? I guess the, uh, <laughs> the search for in life is to live in that resigned moment all the time. Where How about you know, that? When you're not that? worried. Whoa. So I love that they, way that he made the joke about the porn star. And I just wish I never left my, I stayed in bed with my wife. And then as we're going to go down and we're having this happy moment, uh, Romeo shows, shows up. up. They shoot bullets at them. Romeo doesn't even move. I said, I said, don't ever shoot at Danny Trejo's feet ever because it's going to come back to haunt you. And that's what happened. Yeah, well, he... Uh, he play, he does the Tommy Sizemore talking about Black Hawk Down. Where yeah. He doesn't even move. Doesn't move. That's the Sizemore move in Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Um, lots of people in this scene. Lots Benito Martinez, like you mentioned, Louis playing Louis Torres. How good is he? He's the best. Cartel. They're the Incredible. real deal. These cartels are the real deal, man. I want to give a little behind the scenes of that day because I find it really funny. Sure. There's a lot of us in that scene. A lot right. of us. We're all there. Um. Can I tell you that Danny Trejo had the hardest time saying Putlova? Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. 
We like, all had to when turn I around. say couldn't do it, we all had to turn around. It. We all had to turn around. I couldn't stop laughing. Bye 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 bye. I was fucking crying, and when I start laughing on set, I can't look at anyone. No, we have to turn around at that point. I start biting the inside of my cheek because they're like they they're in such a rush because we're on location. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. Gotta get to lunch, and when they're like rolling, and he'll be like, "Put mover." And I'm like, he can't say fucking Putlova. He can't say. And I, and I, again, I was friends with Danny. I'm like, Danny, Putlova. He's like, Pamuva. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Lova. No, He's like, Patushi. I'm like, <laughs> he can't say it. And <laughs> he would be laughing because he's the Love fucking that, yeah. greatest. I'm dying laughing. And the ADs and the director and everybody is just like, motherfucker, we're not going to get this shot. And I think they ultimately had to ADR it. But they did. Just, they yeah, did. They're not getting that. No. So it was fucking amazing. Funny. So we're we're back at TM. Yeah. Tara's running up. Everybody is super concerned. Yeah. It's not going well. We all feel very upset. There's a there's a shot of Clay looking at Tig's back. I'm I'm upset against the wall. I mean, it's just well, everyone. no, I want to talk about that for a second because I have something to say about that. Sure. Before we say that, I know he went to work on the clubhouse. I know he took an axe to the table. I know he busted up the pictures. Can I ask a question? Do you ever play with fireworks? Do you ever play with fireworks when you were young? Did I what? Do you ever play with fireworks when you were young? Yeah, all the time. Okay. Did he throw forty two cherry bombs in there when he left because? Unless he took four hours and had a team of people with axes and smoke bombs. It wouldn't look like that. He de- who decided to destroy the place like that? Tony Medina. Tony Medina. <laughs> Tony Medina went, let's just destroy it. And so go. Yeah, we walked into a, it was like 18 bombs went off. What? They did a number what? on that place a number in a on very the short time. Bro. Okay, so let me, I want to ask you a question because maybe I'm, I hope that I'm wrong and I hope that I'm right. Let me tell mm-hmm. you why I mean that. You go into the clubhouse, mm-hmm. the actual, you go into where the table is, the, the uh, chapel. Chapel. Tig alone. Correct. And what it looked like with the camera was they were cutting to you and then they cut to Clay and that there was going to be this scene, this conversation between you two about the vote, about the drugs, about to whatever. But we never have it. Didn't have time. Okay. Did you shoot it? No. Oh, I thought it got cut. But you know what happened that they didn't show? We filmed Clay coming to Tig. And the way they filmed it was we were saying something, but it wasn't important what we were saying because the audience would pick up on it. We And they never showed any of that. They showed one shot of my back, one shot of Clay looking at Tig. And then we get back to Tara and back to other people. And you see us too. He's got his big arm yeah. around. And you see us in the background, but we filmed the whole thing. And we got into a really quiet little whisper. And, they, and then he kind of consoles me. And we fucking, and, but we didn't show any of it. They that would have been fucking great because well, this would have known what they were talking about. It would have helped. It would have helped. They didn't show any of it. I'm sitting there going, they either cut a scene or like it they just cut the, the, they cut the movement of it. They, we had no scene, but we were, we were whispering. You know what, what I mean? Weird edit. And it just didn't make any sense. So that being said, on a great note, mm. um, 
it, it's heating up now, right? There's a lot going on. This is what happens in the beginning of seasons. Um, we're about to start getting real into it on for a lot of our characters, uh, especially Juice and other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, we're moving. And that's, listen, We do you remember when we were doing these shows and any show we've ever done, we'd go set up episode. It's a mm. set up episode. Mm-hmm. And you, listen, you have a little action. You have your, you know, your your crazy stuff like we did over there with the car chase, and you have a little cool moments. But ultimately, they're setup episodes. Yeah, and they're setting up for what's coming. Yeah, this was definitely a setup episode. It's weird that it happened right away, episode two. But I guess you got to set you got to set up the season. And that's kind of what they did here. Um, what I love about what you and I do, and I don't, I've never, I don't listen to any other review podcast because I haven't really seen that many TV shows unless they do one for the shield. I'm not going to listen to one or if they do one for this is us, I would listen to that. Um, but I'm sure they're probably all like kind all the time or whatever. I'm not going to do that. If I don't like something about this show, I'm going to say it and you do the same because. Yeah, this one didn't, didn't hit the bulls. I did it, but it, it is a set, set up show. Can I ask one thing? Mm-hmm. Is this the first time that we saw Rat Boy, Nico? He was in that club behind the bar, thing. behind the bar. Before we saw him already. No, we just saw him behind the bar in this. Yeah, one. yeah. Right now, is this the first time Nico makes an appearance in the show? Maybe. People, get back to me on that, would you? Is this get the first back. time we see Nico? Anyway, I love he's Nico. My, he's my he's boy. doing it. He's doing a show, Good Girls. I think. Good for him. He's the best. He looks like a young, a, a, a very strange, bizarro Kim Coates. He's fight. Wait till we get to talk about Tig and him, man. Oof. Can't wait. I forgot. I just forgot about all that till you said it. Um. So we got Chief Unser next week on Reaper Reviews here. Uh, Dayton Cali, the fuck man. You want to talk about a life? I can't wait. I know we're not going to have a ton of time with him, but God, he. We'll I have the basic 20, 25 minutes, and it's going to go by peeps like, like that. Yeah, so don't make sure, it. yeah, don't miss it and get caught up because uh, he won't be. So you might as well be. <laughs> so do you want to say anything about Patreon or anything? Yeah, or how we're so doing? yeah, so uh, we have our new show again. But while you're watching this right now, you're here. Oh yes, yeah, hit like, hit like, subscribe, review, all that shit. Write a review and then uh, you know write a comment. You know, um, we look at everything, man. We look at everything. Yeah, and then if you're uh, great with that and you're great with that. Yeah. Go to Apple, you know, write some stuff. We look at everything. We try to answer as many as we can. Um, and on our Patreon thing, I mean, we literally answer everything. You know, we have a direct uh, thing with the team, with Justin Caesar, the whole crew. Um, yeah, and if you really well with that. Yeah. And we have our new show over there. We also have a ton of exclusive Reaper review stuff, stuff that you're not seeing here on this show. We're doing, Kim and I have been unloading our phones of, uh, of behind the scenes pictures. Whoa. I know. It's crazy, right? You've got albums of that shit. I have over 15,000 pictures. I forgot I had. Yeah. yeah. I have over 15,000 pictures, I think, just from when we shot Sons. So we're, I'm unloading those all on Patreon. I think I do try to do one week, twice a week. Um, and just, I'm going to start trying to keep up more. with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a bunch too. Me. I'm trying. Yeah. And we, you know, putting those out there for everyone and just give them the experience and make it worth it. And then also our, our new show over there, Theory. So if you're listening to this, like, subscribe. Do the whole thing. It really helps the channel, which helps us grow, which makes more people and the whole bit. All that stuff. And then, uh, you know, if you want to come over and uh, ride with us on Patreon, go search Theory Pod and uh, come on over. 
come on over. The water's warm. A lot of fun over there. Yeah. Dayton Cali next week on Reaper Reviews. Uh, love you, bud. Love you, buddy. Can't All wait. Right. Dayton freaking Cali. Love you, man. Love, love to you, Meg. Man. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say. This life goes by in a blink, so stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference, all right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.